So today is the feast of the conversion of St. Paul. And St. Paul is one of the key characters in the early church, <clears throat> having been beheaded in Rome beforehand, having written four letters from prison, and many of those letters containing uh, exhortations to such great joy. You know, rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice, as he writes to Philemon. So he writes these, these <clears throat> letters in prison, and yet testifies to the, the joy of the faith despite his surroundings, his surroundings being so tragic or, or, or dismal, <clears throat> and ends up, on the side, giving his life for the Lord in the shedding of his blood through his decapitation there in Rome in Tre Fontane. I was thinking this morning <clears throat> that I should drink more lactose-free milk. Excuse <clears throat> me. I was thinking this morning that uh, what was I thinking? This I was thinking this morning, thinking this morning that. There's something interesting about, about gossip, isn't there? There's something very fascinating about gossip. Uh, there's something like from, I suppose, it, it, it's, an, it's an issue that's as old as humanity itself. The uh, fascination of speaking about other people, right? And the, the, the successes, usually the failures, usually the, the scandalous stuff. We love scandal. I mean, scandal, scandal sells papers, Back in the day, it used to sell papers. Now it sells subscriptions, right? Uh, so there's something kind of attractive about gossip, you know? And I was just wondering, I was thinking about it this morning, like, what is it? What is it that makes gossip so attractive? Because it, it, it's, it's very easy to fall into. It's very, very widespread. Uh, what is it that, 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 that attracts us to gossip? As in, like, to be able to sit there with someone or with a group of people and speak about another or others uh, in, in negative terms. Why do we like that? Why do we do that? You know, do you see how they did this? See how they did that? They're probably thinking this, they're probably thinking that. Did you see how Kate Middleton bought a pair of shoes in Aldi? Oh my goodness, yeah, sure. And then the, just huge, and then like, even, this isn't necessarily scandalous, but the old Hello magazine, I'm not sure if that's still even printed, but the lives of the rich and the famous and the, the, the marriage breakups and the, all this sort of stuff. I mean, obviously there are more scandalous papers out there now as well that just love reporting any, uh, especially sexual misdemeanor uh, of any, anyone who's rich or famous. So <clears throat> why do we like that though? What attracts us to that? I think it's an interesting, an interesting point of reflection because if we know what it is, then hopefully we can know how to, how to combat it somehow. I think when, when we gossip about someone, I think it allows us to feel a certain amount of power because then you're judge and jury. You are judge and jury of this person and this situation based on your vast and incredible knowledge of all the necessary details right, to make yourself qualified to judge the situation because you are, of course, in possession of them, otherwise you would not express your opinion, uh, we can then cast judgment on someone, cast judgment on the situation. And there's a certain amount of power in that, isn't there? There's a certain amount of kind of satisfaction in being able to... <laughs> cast judgment. Yeah, decide who's right and wrong. It's, I think there's a certain amount of power in it. I think it can be a way of kind of venting negativity as well. You know, when all this negativity builds up, there's a way of kind of venting it by, by uh, expressing judgment about people. 
I think the reason this, this, this theme came up for me this morning is I was thinking about, see, today's the, the feast of the conversion of Paul. Conversion. And conversion, the problem with conversion, I think the reason conversion isn't necessarily the, uh, that, that positive a term <clears throat> is because it has to do with me. I think it's very easy, if you're gossiping, right? Gossiping is all about other people and what they need to do better and what they need to change and what they should be doing differently, you know? So it's very easy to say, you know, all them murderers need to change, all them pagans need to convert, all them, you know, dishonest people, all them people from, from ballet, right? They all need to change. And that's very easy because it has to do with everyone else. Everyone else needs to change, right? Which means we're good. You know, it's, it, it, we become the standard of right and wrong for everything and everyone. It's kind of like as I get a, a, a small little bit older, uh, I, I saw, saw this with my parents as well. Who do we consider old? Well, old is anybody maybe 20 years older than you. You know, so when you're, when you're, when you're 20, someone who's 40, my goodness, do they need a walking aid yet? You know, uh, but then when you're 40, spring chicken, right? Then anybody maybe who's over 60 is considered old. When you're 60, you know, they'd be talking about people who died young in their 80s. You know, so like, so oh, it, 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 it's, it's relative. It's from my perspective, like who, who's old, who's not? Well, I become kind of the standard of what's old and young. So wherever I am is normal. And anything 20 years older than that is old. <coughs> so similarly, <coughs> similarly, when we, when we look at the, at the world from a kind of a, uh, a judgmental perspective, right? We're the standard of right and wrong, me. And anything that I would do is fine. Anything I wouldn't do is insufficient. Anything, if someone prays, and you see this sometimes in the church as well, if someone prays more than me, they're a fanatic. If someone prays less than me, they're a pagan. But I'm the standard of normality, you know? And that's just, it's just really, really dangerous. That's pride. That's, that's pride, where I become the standard of right and wrong, and not God. And it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what, what, what he wants or what he says. So I heard an expression during the week, which I think really ties in with, with convert, the idea of conversion, and helps direct our hearts away from that kind, of, that kind of pride. That in a situation where there's a problem, I was talking to a, to a lady during the week, and she used this expression, which I thought was, was really, really good. She described a difficult situation, and then she said, Lord, bless them. Change me. Change me. Change me. Bless them and change me. You see how that's the complete opposite to kind of that judgmental or gossip mentality. You see how that's the complete opposite to that kind of judge and jury, I'm the standard of normality, that kind of, dare I say, pride. You see how this is the opposite to that, you know, Bless them. So I have a difficult situation with uh, an in-law or a family member or someone who's sick uh, or wherever the, these, these tensions may arise, you know. Lord, bless them, but change me. Change me. Because if I keep waiting for everyone else to change, how do I know if I'm right? How do I know if the problem isn't me? How do I know if the problem isn't the fact that I won't change, the fact that I won't let go, the fact that I won't listen or forgive or, or be merciful or whatever, whatever the issue is. 
bless them and change me. And this is conversion. This is turning our hearts back to God. Imagine St. Paul, like, imagine, so he, he, he's struck down on the road to Damascus. It doesn't mention a horse, by the way, so we don't, I was going to say fell off his horse, but it doesn't actually mention a horse. Uh, but he's struck down, and this blinding light from the Lord, there's a light now, which, it's not just, not just a, an exterior light, like a light bulb. This is a light that goes into his soul and illuminates him from the inside so that he now recognizes what I was doing was wrong. Bless them, change me. I was persecuting the Christians. They did nothing wrong. They're following Christ. Bless them, change me. I was following orders, yes, but by people who, who were seeking just to destroy followers of Christ. Bless them, change me. Change me. Soften my heart. Make my heart more merciful. Make my heart more loving. Like the conversion of the world doesn't begin with me pointing the finger at who needs to change. The conversion of the world begins with me because I'm the only person I can control. Conversion of the world begins with me. If I get me right, that's, that's my first responsibility down. Bless them and change me. And in any family situation, that's difficult as well. And, and this can be absolutely heartbreaking, especially in families because your family is your family. You can't get away from them. Friends, work colleagues, those kind of things, university situations, students, they come and go, you know what I mean? Family will always be family. That's why family situations are particularly painful because if there is division or tension there, you know, your mom's always going to be your mom, your brother is always going to be your brother. So in those kind of situations, and it can be absolutely heartbreaking to say, Lord, bless them, change me. Now, objectively, you may know they're wrong. <laughs> You may know that they're cause, if, if to say there's, there's an addiction in the family and the person's addiction is causing an awful lot of pain. And you know that, that addiction needs to stop, right? So objectively, there's a, there's, a, there's a problem here. But it's not my job to be judge and jury of the person with the addiction. Lord, bless them. Bless them and change my heart that I can be more loving towards them, that I can be more supportive, that I can be more understanding. Bless them and change me. So we ask the Lord today for this uh, conversion of St. Paul to be our story as well. That in situations where there are challenges or difficulties or adversity, especially in the family, Lord, that, that we will have that grace to, to see things as you do, to see things through merciful eyes, to act as you would. Lord Jesus, in every situation, that you would bless them and change me. Amen.